0: I want to open up with prayer with some just a couple of the verses from Psalm one sixteen. Okay, let's bow our heads. I love the Lord because He has heard my voice and my plea for mercy. Therefore, I will call on Him as long as I live. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is and also merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. Amen. Amen. So really have a a pretty simple word for us today, and I want to start with... um, on the last Sunday of June, in the midst of our community voices, for those of you who might not know what that is, the last couple of years, might be three years now, um, we've had members from the congregation uh, share a word based on the scriptures and sometimes testimonial and other times just a good uh, Bible-type teaching. Well, the last Sunday of June, Terry Wilson, who's a area director for Young Life, um, she was reflecting on a passage from Mark 5, and I'm not going to stay there too long. But, um, and that story is about Jesus encountering uh, both uh, someone whose son was sick as well as encountering a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. And Terry's reflection on this was, uh, as the scripture said in verse 33 of that chapter, the woman fell down. Before Jesus and told him her whole story, or told him the whole truth and Terry's word just really grabbed me. she, she said that, that we bring our whole story to the Lord, which is the truth. and so I've thought about that ever since she said that, and um, our whole story can, can you grasp? The significance of that, Jesus cares about your whole story, and your whole story is the whole truth for you. He always has, and he always will. Amen? So in thinking about this this week and some other things which I read um, It took me back, and uh, I just want to go there briefly. Um, Some 40 years ago, um, when I first realized how much God truly cared about me. Now, I'll be honest with you. Um, I didn't think he wanted my whole story. I thought there were parts of my story that he would just soon I not tell or just leave alone. Um, I've come to realize he wants my whole story, but during that time... um, I fell passionately in love with Jesus. I mean, foolishly in love with Jesus. In fact, I would say for those who knew me prior to that, it was weirdly in love with Jesus. Um, and, and what followed is that um, I could see no other way forward in my life but to learn what loving Jesus looked like. And I can say without hesitation um, that loving him and loving you, the church, was part of that. And sometimes hesitation with you, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard loving one another. So um, I fell passionately in love with him, and I really saw no other way forward but to serve and follow him. And, uh, and I want to say this, that the people of God, that's you, that's um, have walked with me and my family all these years, and it's just an amazing thing. And I would have it no other way. So I'm really kind of doubling down on you families with children right now um, because I want to say this. There is no better rhythm in life than the rhythm of following Jesus. I, I believe that with all my heart and soul. Um, And I believe there's no better rhythm than following Jesus and worshiping with other people and following Jesus. Um, This rhythm, this messiness that we all bring to the table um, is still the best meal in town, is it not? Um, So um, with sorrow and hurt and struggle, um, when those things try to steal the truth of the glory of God in our life... um, I need to remind myself of his wonder and his beauty, um, of that first love, of that passion that um, I think probably all of us who've come to him know. Um, And I think we had a similar story today in Mark chapter 9, and there was a lot of stuff in there that I haven't quite unpacked, you know, this faithless generation, this, I mean, all of that stuff. But what grabbed me, um, and where I want to go forward on this, is the encounter that Jesus had with his father um, about his son and then the words that he said and the way that Jesus entered in. And we hear in verse 18 that the son of this father had a spirit that seized him, threw him down. Um, he foamed and ground his, his teeth and he became rigid. Um, and then later on, it says this, that this spirit that seized him um, when the, Jesus asked him how long, um, he said since childhood, it said it often cast him into fire and water to destroy him. And the first thing that as I was praying through that, reading it over again, I realized that uh, it didn't destroy him. Whether actual fire or water, we don't know, whether this was some metaphorical statement. The truth of the matter is the whole story of this father and this son, and perhaps a mother and perhaps other family members, maybe a whole community which was caring for this family, the story is that this child was not destroyed. And yet, in the midst of that, um, I can't think, help but thinking. Um, how painful it was for that father. As a parent myself, I can only imagine with some of the things that we went through raising children, um, how heart-wrenching this must have been for the father and the mother and whoever else was in charge, caring for this child. Hear this, parents. Your love and commitment to the care and well-being of your children is full-time. Do I need to tell you that? And while Ruth and my life um, and children are different than yours and your life is different than others, um, I want to say it again. Bring them to Jesus. It'll make a huge difference. The rhythm of the life of following Him can enter into your whole story in a way that nothing else can. So... That's supposed to be a really joyful statement. Uh, amen. And I just want to say that you know, I love how Jesus came in to this. Um, he, First of all, he called out the arguing uh, religious leaders. We, we don't really know what they're arguing about it probably had something to do with the fact that they had asked the disciples to cast this demon out or the spirit, and they couldn't. And so they might have been bantering them about Jesus was really not not the Messiah. I I don't know the the answer to that. But what I do know um, is that Jesus' response to them at the very end, which Dan read for us, was these can only come out through prayer. And the way I hear that is this, such deep-seated hurt and pain. I'm not talking about when we stumble and we say something wrong to somebody or we have a bad thought and we confess and the Lord removes that. But these deep-seated things that have been burdening us in our life and our families, these things can only come out by listening and praying and hearing And crying out and listening some more and hearing and asking God to go as deep as he possibly can into our life. And so this encounter with the father, um, the first thing Jesus said to this father was what? How long? How long? And perhaps in this instance, um, he saw the whole story. It doesn't say he heard, but don't you think he did? When the father said since childhood that he saw the burden on this man, um, his whole story. The father might have simply said since childhood, but what Jesus heard said, it's been a long, hard road. And I know that's true for all of you. I mean, I, I've talked to enough of parents these days, and um, we now have five grandchildren. So I talk to my children now as parents, no longer children. And it's hard. It's been a, a tough year for one of, my, one of my daughters whose children have, one of them has been born and spent most of his life um, um, separated from this community because of COVID. It's hard. So what's keeping us? This is my question. What's keeping us, you and me, from coming and bringing the whole truth, the whole story to Jesus? our angst, our frustrations, our hurt, our deepest needs, and believing God's heart is um, for us somehow. Um, And I think this, that for those of us who have known the Lord, perhaps, uh, known the Lord's provision, uh, whatever reason, have lost the wonder, um, have lost the, the wonderful imagination that God has given us, Maybe the call is we say, we believe, Lord, help my unbelief. I believe, but remind me. Remind me of that first love. For those of us who perhaps have never given the Lord that kind of access to our life, uh, he invites us to come in closer. The first response of the worn-out Father might be ours. If you could do anything, Lord, have compassion on us and and help us. Wherever you and I land And it seems, that prayer, honest and passionate listening and seeking God, the creator of all things, God who became one of us fully, entering into our life, our whole story, um, and just as relevant, God who is sustaining us today, breathing life into our parts, souls and into the power of the with the power of the Holy Spirit um, without Jesus I, I just got to believe that um, our story is not the whole truth um, unless we have Jesus in it um, this wasn't in my notes but um, I'm going to embarrass little Emma Coleman here for a second um, Emma is part of the Godspell troupe. the ESR anyway y'all know what's going on there that's an amazing thing that they're about to do And Emma wrote a little paper, and one of the things that I grabbed out of that paper, as she was, any of you know what Godspell is? Raise your hand if you know what Godspell is. I figured anybody over something age knows that. It's basically a a musical about Jesus, and it's done in the 70s originally. But what Emma said as she was listening to Godspell, you said this, didn't you, Emma? I know that story. I heard it in godly play. Didn't you say that? Bringing to Jesus the rhythm of the life of the church, guys. It's a good rhythm. And I just want to close with this. Um, Imagine, if you will, wonder with me, if you will, when that father, having his son um, healed of that spirit, when he read Psalm 116, what do you think was going on? Close your eyes and listen to it. Put yourself in the Father's place. I love you, Lord, because you have heard my voice and my plea for mercy. Because you have inclined your ear to me, therefore I will call on you as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, deliver me. Gracious is the Lord and righteous, our God is merciful.